The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hey there, welcome to this edition of The Shaleen Show. It's Friday, and this is what we call a Car Smart edition. Today's episode is Brett and I in the car talking about what it means to be a partner in a relationship and to have independence. And what does codependency look like? I thought before I launch into our conversation that I would share with you some definitions because maybe this is something you need to be aware of in your own relationship. Patterns develop early, and the earlier we can, you know, take steps and be aware of them and be healthier, the more likely we are to have happiness in our relationships. And especially to those of you who are parents, it's really important to role model what a healthy relationship looks like. Welcome to The Shalene Show. Shalene is a New York Times bestselling author, celebrity fitness trainer, and obsessed with helping you live your dream life. Now, there are many definitions online for the term codependency or to be a codependent. It can mean a lot of different things. I can tell you from our perspective what it looked like by reading the following. The following definition comes from Albert Einstein, College of Medicine. Codependent relationships signify a degree of unhealthy clinginess, where one person doesn't have self-sufficiency or autonomy, says Scott Wetzer, PhD, Chief of Psychology at Albert Einstein College of Medicine. He goes on to say one or both parties depend on their loved one for fulfillment. But anyone can be codependent. Some signs include feeling dissatisfied or almost empty, doing anything outside of time spent or connectedness to a specific person. Other signs include that you you recognize that there's unhealthy behaviors in your partner, but you stay with them and try to fix those things or compensate for them despite knowing how unhealthy they are. Another sign that you might be in a codependent relationship is if you're giving support or kind of catering to your partner at the cost of your own desires, your own mental, emotional, physical, or financial needs. And one really big sign that you might be in a codependent relationship is just listening to the feedback of people around you. You know, do people comment that it's odd that you're never apart? Or do people notice that there's conflict anytime you guys try to separate in any way? Ooh, and here's a big one. People who are in a codependent relationship feel more anxiety than any other emotion in their relationship. And they spend most of their time and energy and thought process focused on how to keep their partner happy. Or stated another way, trying to conform to the wishes of their partner. Now, there are so many different definitions for codependency online. And you're going to hear this in our conversation between Brett and I in the car today, where we're talking about some marriage counseling that we've done in the past. And the therapist that we were seeing suggested that we might be dealing with, like we were basically in a codependent relationship. And I went home and I I Googled that because I'm like, 
very defensive, like, you know, that's not us. And I could find plenty of definitions where I could deny that that was true. You know, there are definitions online for just about anything from a psychological standpoint where you can go, yeah, that's not me. And that's kind of what I did. I'm like, that's not us. That's not us. But this particular definition, the one that I just read you, that's pretty accurate. And I just want to be honest and transparent because people see that we've been married a really long time, 22 years. I think we've been together for like 26 or something like that, 27. I don't know, a long time. And they'll say, hashtag goals. My goal is to have a relationship like that. And I just don't want anyone to ever think that if your relationship isn't perfect right now, that it doesn't have the potential to be better. We haven't always been like this. Our relationship is way, way better now than it was. And I attribute so much of that to therapy and having people with strong marriages around us, to us both connecting to our faith and making that a bigger part of our relationship. But it does require you having confidence in your ability to be better. And I'm sharing that with you because my first instinct was like fear, like, no, it's fine. It's fine. Like, we're good. We're good. We don't need to improve anything. And I think that's why a lot of people avoid going to therapy. They don't want to open that can of worms. Everything's fine. I can manage. We can manage. We're okay. If we go to therapy, doesn't that mean that we're admitting we have problems? No. If you go to therapy, that's not admitting you have problems because everybody has problems. Everybody's a mess. You're a human being. You know, that's just a fact. If you go to therapy, if you consider having someone else help you, what you're doing is admitting that you're smart, admitting that you don't have all the answers, admitting that you love yourself and your partner enough to make things better. So don't be afraid to work on yourself. Don't be afraid to find a marriage counselor that you can speak to. Just check in with once a year. Like you get your teeth checked once a year. Why do we why is it so taboo? to just check in with a professional and keep yourself out of these unhealthy patterns. If you're in a relationship now that's got a lot of these unhealthy patterns, if you're feeling more anxiety than you are any other emotion, my suggestion to you is to seek wise counsel. Find a great therapist. And as I've said many times before in the show, you got to shop around. The first one that you find might not be the best one. And it really does make a huge difference when you found the right individual. Okay, so you're about to jump into a conversation between Brett and I in the car. And what we were talking about is kind of recapping a mother-daughter trip that Sierra and I had taken to San Francisco. Now, we were gone or apart. Brett and I were apart for like three days while Sierra and I went and did this. And then Brett went backcountry snowboarding with a friend. So we were kind of talking about that time apart, which is something we didn't used to do. All right, that's enough for me. How about you put on your seatbelt in the back seat and go for a ride with myself and my husband, Brett. So did you have fun with Sierra in San Francisco? I did. I think, um, I don't know if it would have been the same kind of trip maybe two years ago when she was a little bit younger, you know? You know, everyone says there's this moment when your daughter starts to become your friend not that I'm not ever going to be your mom but you know what I'm saying yeah. like, we can share like the same she's not rolling her eyes at me all the time anymore and yeah. she, we laugh we have the same sense of humor I think it's a maturity thing I think she's beginning to appreciate that you know her mom's cool I keep I've been telling her it for years but yeah. she's she's finally beginning to accept it maybe yeah I yeah. could see I could see that for sure 
totally it's been a change over the last probably year and a half I think that's maybe more of a girl thing because I remember that with my mom too like at a point like going oh she's fun she's cool you know and you know just like you said even after the trip that and this would never have happened even six months ago that when you guys got back home and she had to go do a workout for her practice that she asked you to go down and lift with her yeah working out with her before she'd be like um let me know when you're done (laughs) uh but i think it's really good when we i don't know this is gonna sound strange but spend time apart because we spend so much time together yes i agree and i think there's a fine balance i think some couples spend all their time apart or too much time apart and that's not healthy so maybe it's a little bit of what you're doing when you're apart yeah i think i think you're right i think that you know some couples that don't work together like we do you know every day so we're always what sometimes we're not working on the same project and we might even be in the same house not working on the same project but we're at least we're together and and we know like we're uh you know walk 20 yards to to see each other um but you know and, and and it's difficult because i know some some couples that you know they obviously they work in different jobs or one spouse stays at home and you, you know and then that's a little bit trickier because then you might just see them you, you know just for a few hours in the evening and then when you're um going out on the weekends and you know one spouse is going out with their friends or going to play golf or going for a workout with their girlfriend but just whatever then all of a sudden you know they're not spending as much time together right and that's when you can grow apart so i yep. think there's an important balance that we've been able to find it hasn't been from the beginning where we are independent and codependent I don't I think that's a negative term I'm not sure <laughs> but I know like being completely codependent on someone is not a good thing but we also we enjoy spending a lot of time together but would you agree that when we were first married I don't know how like this is just my interpretation I didn't feel comfortable doing anything without you because I thought that it would upset you yeah because I gave that impression and I and probably because I wanted you around because I I I don't know if I just let's be honest yeah like doing a lot of therapy over the years like I kind of broke out of like a shell and like I was more open to spend more time with or guys by, or by yourself even. or by myself like yeah. like uh, like I was in the last five or six years I'm okay with spending time with myself or you know reaching out to a friend and going and doing uh-huh. a workout or or you know like this past weekend just going for a day and going snowboarding or something yeah you never said like don't go with your friends but it was like a I could you know it's when you're married or you've been with your partner for a long time you can sense in their body language when they're not happy about something and I knew from, I think this, these patterns start when you start dating, uh-huh. but I, when we started dating, I sensed that it made you uneasy, uncomfortable, whatever you want to call it, when I would do things without you. So we started doing everything together, yeah. and even if there are times where I kind of had to for work or whatever, I still felt like this pit in the bottom of my stomach that you weren't okay with it. Yeah, and, I, I probably... Um, I can um, definitely admit that. Like, there was definitely feelings and probably 
like you said, we've known each other for so long that those feelings are, are hard to like bottle down. And like, so they, they come out and just, even if they just come out in a little sentence, Mm -hmm, you feel it. mm -hmm. And definitely I was, um, the, out, out of the both of us way more reluctant to like, you know, make it comfortable for you to like feel that you could take off for a couple days or, Uh um, but that's changed over yeah. the last few years. A thousand and, percent. And, you know, and I, now I know that it's it's healthy. It's not healthy to do it all the time, but it's healthy to do it. And especially the way we do it, like where it's, you know, it's planned. It's like you're looking forward to it. Mm-hmm, you know, it's mm-hmm. not like... Um, I remember when we did a therapy session with Dr. Linda and she said, you two are codependent. We're like, what? <laughs> do you remember that? Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Uh, maybe other people you see are, but we are very okay. And then leaving, I like was, you know, reading up on like, what does that term really mean? And once I was able to understand what the term meant, I was like, oh, we, I guess we kind of are. Yeah. Because, you know, every story that we were telling, obviously this doctor was like, okay, we're, we go here together and we go there together and yeah. we do this together. And, you know, and we thought it was a positive. Yeah. And she and she helped me a lot too because she said it's healthy Brett for you to to for, in every relationship to separate mm-hmm. go do other things be independent mm-hmm. um, function mm-hmm. and then come back together right and you know and we and it's and it's actually I mean not that I I, I look forward to um, you leaving I mean I still miss you mm-hmm. but it's more it's it's fun when we get back together like when we come back together <laughs> if you know what I mean oh, um, I will also admit that when she said that to us and kind of told us we needed to do more things apart even though initially the patterns in our relationship being like together 24 7 may have stemmed from me trying to like make sure you were happy at all times like that people pleasing side of me that is you know it takes two to tangle right like so i mean we're both responsible for that you know i am queuing into your uh behaviors and then i'm also contributing to the pattern and then i become dependent upon it and you know before long and i guess this is important for people to hear who maybe are in the beginning stages of a a relationship because that's where these patterns form. Yeah. And then suddenly you're like, you think it's healthy or whatever. But anyways, what I was going to say is when she said that, even though I had always hoped or wished that I could feel comfortable if I wanted to spend a day away or go with my friends, I would do those things, but I, I always wanted to feel more comfortable about it. But when she said that, there was a part of me that felt a little anxious because that meant change. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. Every, anytime you change something, whether it's small or big, the first reaction is like, fight it. This isn't going to be good. This isn't going to be good. Because everything's fine right now. Yeah. But you have to recognize that a smarter person is probably sitting across from you. Seek wise counsel and um, don't be afraid to find a therapist. But, you know, sometimes the things they suggest... I should say always the things they suggest are they intend them to be in your best interest and most often they are. It was kind of a little bit, I want to tie what we're talking about right now into Mm -hmm. the podcast that you had me listen to yesterday. And once we got that information from Linda Uh and that, you know, it's healthier 
to have some independence and have some you know time with friends and, and such and mm-hmm. you, know, you know alone time whatever it may be is that so you take your past experiences you know what we learned on that podcast is you take your past experiences and then you take your current situation and from your past experiences how are you, how are you going to make like a wise decision yes for the future and not an emotional decision not a comfortable decision but a wise a decision. wise decision and it was just hearing that from linda it was just took time and it didn't happen overnight mm-hmm. but just over time like you're you go okay well it, it made shalene feel because you told me, me in that um in just like you just did you told me in therapy that you know it gave you anxiety to leave because i because i made it felt like i didn't want you to leave mm-hmm. so i had to change the way i conducted myself before we 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 went our separate ways or whatever mm-hmm. or we mm-hmm. or we went and did something else so that change meant that it was going to be from the past changing it and then the future being more wise so mm-hmm. it's just it's it's better it's more healthy did you have to figure out new ways to cope when you're by yourself i mean not like you're afraid to be by yourself but like you and you like the comfort of being with me so what would you do to feel comfortable when we weren't together um plan activities mm. you know be I, I actually do a much better job now of just planning every day yeah whether you're going to be involved in the day or I'm alone or something I, I like to I like to I'm, I'm a planner I like to have a plan I like to have an organized situation for the day and it makes me feel more at ease more Which, comfortable. by the way, may I say thank you so much because I asked you for Christmas if you would use a Smart Life Bush Journal. Yes, and I and I use it every day. And and I only asked for thirty days, so I'm getting a bonus. Yes, we're past thirty days. It's amazing. I think um, people are always like, "Wait, why would your husband?" I'm like, yeah. or they'll say like, "Why would your husband not use a journal?" And I'm like, "Well, he." First of all, you have an insane memory, so you remember everything. But when you do use it, you're way, you're like scary productive. Okay, here's the reason why it's even for somebody that has a really good memory mm-hmm. to use the journal. Because what I, what I find is that when I write it down, mm-hmm. my memory even gets sharper. Yeah. And then once I write it down, I, I have a tendency where I'm not going to forget it, but I can kind of release that. Mm. And because I know where I can go find it. Yeah. And so then that helps me relax and then move on to the ne- next task. Do you think there's a, to bring it back to our original subject, I didn't mean to go off on that, but do you think there is a right amount of time to spend apart together? I mean, I know there is for us, but what's too much? I think it's, I think it's all individually based. I think it's, I think it's Mm -hmm. because every situation is different. Every, you know, ours is, ours is different from, you know, our next door neighbors or or some of our friends because you and I do work together. So we spend a lot of time together. So Mm -hmm. we, we literally have not whether it's scheduled, planned, or we just need it. We pretty much have break away almost every day where, you know, you, you're, you like to have, you know, an hour or two alone, you know, that you're going to just be alone to do something. And, you know, I like to get away for an hour or so where it's just, where it's just, I can just have some focus time and just my time and reflect and do whatever I want. Which by the way, you do, um, infrared sauna. Yes. So that's great. Yeah. Super healthy. 
Yeah, that's good. I think so too. I th- my general rule of thumb would be if I were giving like a, a young couple or a couple that's trying to figure this out advice, it would be to say that just be aware if you're making the other person feel very uncomfortable when you separate, that separating is healthy and that when you separate, what you're doing should be considered too. Like you've got to think, am I making this person feel comfortable? Because if I am, you know, going out to get drinks with all my single girlfriends, I mean, that's not very respectful of you. No, and I don't think that's, I, that's not what we're talking about here. Right. It's, it's not, you know, going out on a Friday night with, you know, which is okay, but which is fine, which is fine. But that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about, you, you know, that, you know, you might be going on a small getaway for the, for two or three days or something with girlfriends and you're going to, or you're going to, um, you know, something that's going to, um, like a seminar or something like that yeah. that you want to get away with and go, and go better your business or whatever it might be. Yeah. Um, but it's like, it's, it's like it's when you trust leave and confidence. Yeah. Most of the time when we leave, we're, we're, and go we're either doing something physical where we're we're out you know doing some exercise or we're going to bond with our close friends or something like that or, or kids. our kids yeah, yeah yeah it's awesome good chat good chat well thanks for spending a little time in the car with brett and i i hope that was helpful i hope it was insightful again it's my objective to just be really transparent. I would never want you to throw in the towel or to measure your relationship by looking at someone else's, and that includes ours. There's so much that happens behind the scenes. Like Even before we really got serious about therapy, to an outsider, it probably looked like things were perfect and idyllic between us. So you just can't look at someone else's relationship and measure yours against it. And I have to say this to those of you who maybe didn't have healthy role models to mirror, to see as examples of what a healthy relationship looks like. Brett and I both, our parents, both of them are still married. And there were things that I saw in my parents that I have definitely shaped how I approach our marriage. And there are things that Brett saw in his own, in his parents marriage that has shaped the way or who he is in our relationship. So if you didn't have healthy role modeling, does that mean you're not capable or able to have a healthy marriage? Of course, that's not true. But just know this, we all take from our past experiences and we form beliefs about what relationships should look like, what's acceptable, what's appropriate, how to handle things. Some of those beliefs and some of those practices are not healthy. One of the best ways to get an objective, healthy opinion is by working with a therapist. You know, it's not as scary as what people think. It doesn't mean that there's a problem with your relationship. It means that you're really smart. It means that you care enough about your relationship to put in the extra effort. I mean, if your kid was a phenomenal pitcher, you would hire them a coach to make them even better. So I don't know why we're so reluctant to seek advice or counsel or coaching. So I want to challenge you today to share this episode with someone, someone who you know loves their partner enough to want to be better. And finally, I want to challenge those of you who've listened to this point and nodded your head in agreement with some of the things I've mentioned here today. I challenge you today to boldly believe that you have the ability to be better. You have the ability to be a better human, a better parent, a better friend, 
and better in your relationship. If you don't think that there's any room for improvement, well, by all means, you can skip this challenge. Ignore it. But if there's any inkling, if there's any remote possibility that you have the potential to be better and you desire greater happiness, more contentment and peace and improved relationships, then I am going to challenge you to do the courageous thing, which is just seek wise counsel. Consider seeing a therapist. It's not as uncomfortable as you think it's going to be. And growth makes us happier people. So if you accept this challenge, tell me about it. Put it out there. Keep yourself accountable. Send me a tweet. Hit me up on Snapchat. Or leave me a voicemail by going to shaleenjohnson.com forward slash Ask Shaleen. There's a little speak pipe app on the side of the page when you go there, and it will allow you to record me a message. And I just want to know, will you do it? Do you care enough about being better to do the thing that scares a lot of people, but the smart ones, the really successful ones, the ones who have peace, they understand that greatness happens outside of our comfort zone. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Shaleen Show. You are the bomb.com, and I really appreciate everything you're doing to help me promote the show. We're doing three episodes a week right now, and I'm doing that because you're listening. So thank you for continuing to share the podcast, for just making sure you're subscribed and writing reviews. Writing reviews really helps the show, so does subscribing. And every time you download an episode, like when you stream it, that's awesome. I'm happy. I'm super happy. But I'm like jumping up and down happy when you actually download it. All right. I love you. I'll talk to you soon. This episode of The Shalene Show is brought to you by, you guessed it, Smart Life Push Journal. Because Brett talked about it. Because it's not just for girls. It's not just for women. It's not just for boys. It's for men. We have a black one, too for the manly man in your life who needs to be more productive, organized, focused, on task, and wants to accomplish his goals in less than 90 days. Check it out. All the cool people are doing it. Go to smartlifepushjournal.com to learn more.